0: Hello, this is Jeff Vanderstelt, executive director of Saturate and the host of the Saturate podcast. Saturate exists to serve and equip leaders to start and strengthen unified gospel city movements that lead to gospel saturation, to the end that every man, woman and child has repeated opportunities to meet Jesus through his church on mission everywhere and every day. We believe this will require, as Jesus prayed in John 17, that the church is unified in a region, that they're actually operating as one church together, collaborating around five key initiatives. And those initiatives we see the uh, Apostle um, Paul work out in his ministry as recorded by Luke in Acts 13 and 14. And those are citywide prayer, leaders who are healthy, disciple-making strategies, serving the city in tangible kingdom expressions, and starting new churches. Now in this episode, I get to be with a, a, a longtime friend of mine, a guy that I've known for quite some time. Uh, he's become a friend, not only because of the work we've done in the past, but also he's part of a church that is dear to my heart. Uh, and that church is called Summit Crossing in Huntsville, Alabama. And my friend's name is David David Thieu. And I have not, I don't think David, I've had you on this, or you've been on this episode or this podcast ever in the past, have you? No, So this is your first time. Yeah, Yeah. that's so good, man. I'm so glad you're here. And the reason why I wanted David to come on is because uh, not only has he been a church planter and a church leader, but also a part of a church that actually is committing themselves to significant work in the area of helping other people start new churches and they have a really great story david's got a great story and so david thank you for joining us i'm so glad you're here and um i would love it if you just introduce yourself to our listeners man thanks bro jeff so good to see you
1: it was good to, good to see you a couple of weeks ago when you you came in to minister to our church and to some other church planters and leaders uh, from around uh, our city and our region. Um, It's always a blessing to partner in ministry with you, man. Um, Hey y'all, I'm David Thew. Danielle and I have been married for 32 years. Uh, We've got three sons, Uh, we've got two daughters-in-law, we've got a daughter, Uh, we've got four grandchildren, Uh, And man, I'm just so blessed uh, with the the family God's given me. Um, I'm um, I'm blessed to be uh, the pastor for planting and pioneering here at Summit Crossing. And so, if I back things up a little bit um, to tell the story, back in uh, 2006, uh, we planted Sojourn Church in a brewery here in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, A couple of years later, um, I connected with Paul Whaley. Uh, who we had met a time or two, and they had planted Summit Crossing about three years earlier than we had, so about 2003, and had very similar hearts. Um, We we desperately wanted to plant gospel flags in Metro Huntsville and and beyond, make disciples, really full of ourselves as young leaders, uh, thinking all the things that we could do, pull back the shirt and, and their big S underneath, uh, underneath it um, and uh, realizing God was good at uh, helping us to realize he's the hero and not us. Um, but in the connection with Paul and I, you know, years ago, um, we uh, we began to team up to invest time into future church planters and current church planters in assessing and coaching, shepherding, care. We did this for years And during those years, Sojourn planted one uh, one other church. Um, Summit Crossing planted three other churches. So, as we speed forward, 10 years ago, 2013, the leaders of Summit Crossing and Sojourn, you know, we were together, we were brainstorming, we were praying together. And within some time, um, God revealed to us that the two churches needed to merge together, uh, needed to get married to actually propagate and have many more children. Um, and so that's it's going to be ten years in October, Jeff. Um, that this oh, took wow. place, uh, and so yeah, we'll be celebrating. In fact, Summit Crossings about to celebrate twenty years completely, but uh, through these past ten years, the the Lord has has helped us in in spite of ourselves at times. Uh, with all the the ways that you can learn how not to do things, um, He's blessed faithfulness, and there's been fruitful fruitfulness in. Quite a few churches um, that we've had our hands directly a part of, um, and a lot of current church planters that we've been a part of investing in training, um, and training, uh, and it's and then some others just around the region. There's there's different groups and different initiatives that we represented there of what we've been doing for the last few years.
0: Mm, That's so cool. You know, one of the things that has encouraged me a lot about the Summit Crossing story that also includes your story is the fact that, you know, here it's a larger church, you know, not everybody listening is a part of a larger church, but some are. And what I love about the story is a lot of times large, some larger churches, not to be critical, but it is, it is something to consider. Um, They'll, they'll continue to put their money into their thing. Right. And, which there's yeah. a lot of things to put money toward. There's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, Hiring more staff, all those things, you know. And what I what I love about what you guys decided to do is, hey, can we put some money toward others' things? Like, how do we yeah. how do we help others get strengthened? How do we help other churches get started? How do we give away what we've been given? And I mean, it really is a beautiful story of kingdom principles that say we're committed to the church. You're not just ours. We're yeah. committed to the movement of the gospel, not just to adding more to our own numbers. Um, and uh, the Lord's really blessed you guys as a result of that. I mean, I've seen him both grow your church as well as expand your impact as a result. Yes. And I think that's, that's a kingdom principle, right? That uh, those who have been given um, much and steward it well are often given more to steward. And so one, I just wanted to encourage listeners, maybe you're in that context, you know, where you have the opportunity to be more generous in how you might share what you've been given. But before we go further, David, in light of that, what what does your role look like? I mean obviously you've been set apart for this work specifically. What's the kind of work that you give yourself to um, since you have, I mean it really is your full-time job? <laughs> It is, um, yeah. When
1: when we were talking about merging the churches, um, you know, it's like, okay, well, who's going to be who's going to be lead pastor? Who's going to be primary vision and preaching? And it was it was clear to me uh, and and to others, like Paul, you you keep you keep in that lane, so that I can have a lot of margins to invest in church planting because a a big piece of why we were to merge the churches. Is that we just had a sliver? Paul had a sliver, and I had a sliver to be able to give to give externally, external kingdom focus, um, and specifically for church planting. And so we knew by doing this, uh, we would multiply multiply those efforts. Um, my my title is pastor for planting and pioneering, and so I um, I'm honored to be able to oversee the teams and our initiatives for both church planting and for for global missions and global. Um, initiatives, and uh, so um, just a whole lot more time and energy. I mean, what one piece to it? I mean, I I would encourage you know churches that you know if if you're if you're at a size or it just even you're considering the calling of how can we lean in um, in church planting. Um, the thought of someone having um, half time or even full time. Uh, role to give to external focuses uh which uh, certainly could be church planting and global missions or or one or the or the two of them is 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 phenomenal for a lot of different reasons um uh it uh, it helps us to get our eyes off of ourselves uh, as you're saying bro I mean to know that the it's about the kingdom of god but but even in a city uh to know that i mean there is only one church, capital c and that we may be one congregation in the middle of it, uh, of knowing that um, if, if, even if you're not a big church, it's like, well, I, I could, we could never afford that, to know we actually are better together, uh, to to say, well, what what happens if we come together and we we pray together and just say, God, help us with the initiatives of what you want to do in our city and beyond, um, and uh, to dream together and and truly to collaborate and, and, and of course, Jeff, I mean we've you know we've been encouraged by you for years with your energies toward that, and and just saying okay, outside of your own tribes, and and it's it's fine to have tribes uh, of people that are like minded, but uh, but but not to hold ourselves back um, by by just our tribes, but truly to seek the the betterment of the the large C Church within the city.
0: Yeah, you know. I... I I was at waiting for you to say it and you said it and if you didn't I was going to say it and it's just that we're better together like the reason why the two churches fundamentally became one is because you could do more together than than apart yeah. and there you know there may be people listening going like well we're part of a, a smaller church yeah but if you had Five smaller churches that said, "Let's yep. let's merge ourselves together in some form or another." It doesn't have to be yes. become literally one church, but like maybe we could just right. say, like, "Let's collectively fund or support somebody who's going to give more energies to something like this." Um, yep. And I think it's possible. The the resources to do the work God's called you to do are already there in your city; they just have to be yeah. stewarded. And and if I could encourage churches to start working together more and more. You have what it takes, but you have to probably do more together than you're presently doing. Agreed,
1: but, and it's a, yeah. and
0: that's a long it, that's a long
1: game too, um, of knowing yeah. that starting to work together, uh, depending on where people are, kind of the competitive culture that may be within a church, um, churches in a, in a city. It doesn't have to stay that way, um, and so certainly the call to pray. I mean, we've seen in years past across denominational lines, um, pastors and leaders coming in together um, to seek Jesus together, but but to know Jesus loves the city. This is his city. Um, and saying with, without other agendas, like, okay, God, bind our hearts together, unify us, help us to be for one another. Um, I think I got it written, I mean, written down for, for later on. Um, but just to where you, you uh, you're, you're you're focusing focusing in uh and not so not so um uh concerned about your 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 beliefs. I mean you're be sorry, but be, be very devoted, you know, to your theology, your missiology, uh your methodology, your philosophies. Um but don't throw rocks. Um mm-hmm. I mean, do what you're supposed to do within a congregation, but but also know that, man, Jesus loves his church and, and the folks that are outside of your denomination, they're important
0: too. Amen. Yes. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about how Sum, Summit Crossing in particular is contributing to the starting of a new church. like, what does that look like? What's the kind of activity you guys are engaged in to help see that reality take place? Uh, I'll start at kind of the broad
1: net. Um, for, for years and, and, and probably part of what bound um, Paul Whaley's heart and my heart together is we did something, it wasn't on Third Thursdays back then, but now we do a thing that's called Third Thursdays that's, I don't know, like 13 years running now, that we just uh, extended invitations to church planters in the region uh, or other pastors that are at churches that value church planting and just to be able to get them together basically on a monthly basis to pray together, hopefully to bring some equipping. But the, I mean, the fellowship, the friendship uh, piece to that, uh, the uh, knowing that you're not an island, uh, not being isolated, um, that, that that's been one of those long game pieces um, that has built, that's built friendships, uh, that's, that's helped folks uh, to, to, to lean in together and to dream together, um, that that's been that's been helpful. And again, it was catalytic toward us dreaming about you know what what we could do in the future. Over these last few years, we've done something that would probably be considered a finishing school um, for for men that are maybe already in the context, already making disciples. Uh, the calling, the calling to you know plant a church in, in that region, that city is already there and they're they're active. Uh that uh maybe after they've had some sort of assessment already uh to do some additional training. Uh we would do something where it'd be a year commitment, that come in four times a year, drink from a fire hose for about uh two and a half days of of training. Uh and but then there'd be coaching that would extend for that year and then and then the following year. Um, So again, guys that are they're on they're already uh, in the context. Um, you know, we've done, we've done more of a, uh, a development school. Uh, we, we did that just for, for one year, uh, for guys that may be three to five years away. They're not, they're not in their context. It, maybe it's not even clear, uh, but, um, definitely within their heart, they felt strongly and preferably that there were elders of the church that they were a part of that said, man, we, you know, we love you. We believe in you. We think it's it's a strong possibility that you that you're to be a church planter. Um, uh, so that's that was helpful as well. Um, we've um we've been doing a residency for several years now, uh, and um, uh, we've got two two men right now. that are in the middle of it, uh, and I'd love for it to be like this every year. Uh, we found that having two guys in at the same time. Uh, especially if it's kind of a one guy, one foot in and one foot out with the other other guy just coming in to where they would overlap at least for a year. Um, the camaraderie um, has been great uh, with these these two men. Um, now, for us, uh, especially if you're you're a church and you want to you want to develop something like that full time, for us, uh, they have half of their time that's internally focused with some roles and responsibilities here at the church. And then the other half of the time, the other 20 plus hours uh, a week are focused in on the residency and the the class in the laboratory uh, that that the residency is.
0: Hmm, that's cool. Now, you guys have had a few churches planted out of the work you're doing, right? We have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about that, like broad, how many and even specifically what that's looked like. There are there eleven eleven churches that we that we just kind of loosely say it's
1: our family of churches that either either those church planters uh, were residents here uh, or they're men that went through our finishing school, the cohort, the church planting cohort that we we've done in the years past, and there's been a heavy financial financial commitment uh, that that's been there that you know we would be considered you know, a founding church, uh, sending church, or at least a strong church partner, uh, with, with them. Uh, and, um, so, in our, I mean, our, our prayer, uh, but between them, those 11 churches and, and there's about 35 men, uh, that over several years have gone through the cohorts. I mean, our, our prayer is that just as the years progress, that there would be, there'd be 50 churches that'd be planted, Between daughter, daughter churches, granddaughter, great grand granddaughters, and as it as it moves on down, and we're we're finally we 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 finally have our first granddaughter church um, uh, here in the area, and so we're we're real excited about that, and just know that things will continue to multiply. The hope, uh, as I know this is your hope too, bro. Um, Zinzendorf said, you know, preach the gospel, die, be forgotten. Um, In a similar way, if Jesus doesn't come back before then. Then 50 years from now, that there would be hundreds of churches and tens of thousands of people that would be in the faith all over this world that would have a connection with Summit Crossing, but nobody would know Summit Crossing's name and, and Paul's name or my, my name. It wouldn't be about us, but they absolutely would, would know Jesus' name and and uh, be, be worshiping him. So that's our hope.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to restate a few of the principles there. You you have a third Thursday, which you guys host. It's a meal. There's some content. You're inviting planters or churches that are very favorable towards planting. So there's this is kind of like a, a culture that you're creating around church planting yeah. and relationship and network and and encouragement towards more doing that. So I love that bigger picture. Not real hard to do in terms of like, you know, it's one sure. Thursday a month. You're you're giving some time and money to it. You're bringing in a speaker. I got to speak at two of them now They can yep. bring like Tony in, Tony Morita next fall. And so you're giving them some exposure to some really good, you know, like, not me, but Tony, <laughs> uh, really good content. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. mine was helpful. No, no. <laughs> um,
1: it sure um, was bro.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was so fun to be with you guys. And those are the spaces I love to be in. Um, but then you're, yeah. so you got that, you got then a finishing school, which is, okay, these people are kind of close to the finishing line. Can we help them do this well with training, yeah. assessment, training, coaching, uh, and even some funding in, in many cases. Then you got a more, you had more, tried more of a development process. Um, and then the residency, which I think is really key. Um, so there's a few different things you're doing. I, I just wanted to highlight them so people hear like, okay, there, there's, there's a multiplicity uh, or not, maybe that's not the right word. There's a, a layered approach to how we yeah. build these kinds of cultures. And I think that's yeah.
1: important. note. Well, not, and I think, you know, even when you think of residencies, I mean, my encouragement is, is uh, for churches, is don't, don't try to do everything. Um, um, but figure out, pray and ask the Lord. Is like, God, you know, we're okay. We're a biblical church, but, what is it that's distinct about us as far as faithfulness and fruit um, and even the strengths of the leadership um, that could just be, you know, lead pastor or could be a staff and just say, mm-hmm. okay, where were the most faithful and fruitful? Um, let's leverage that. Um, and then mm-hmm. if a person's thinking about a residency, um, is is uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, um, but you yeah. also don't have to do exactly what everybody else has done either. Uh, um, I mean, I, I hope to see as we go forward um, that, that where we head with residencies in the future, uh, that um, there's going to be more time uh, of these guys to have in, in maybe some of our partner churches that, that maybe be a, a, a church plant, more time spent there rather than um, all the time being with us. I mean, they can get good class with us and and some pieces of laboratory um but they really they really need to 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 swim in the waters that are closer to to themselves um in a in a younger church or a, or a smaller church so so therefore if please don't think that if we're not a large church that we can't do a residency
0: mm, i love that yeah so, David, what are the key principles that have contributed to you guys helping churches get started? In particular, the ones that you probably say, okay, there's some that were stronger than others. We've learned along the way, some things we got to really pay attention to. You even said a little bit, of like, even in your residency, the kind of things you want to focus on. So what are some of those yeah. key principles or maybe even both principle and maybe even characteristics of the kind of work you want to do to yeah. prepare people well?
1: Well, I'll start with... Um a grid that I use that ends up being part of how we build a residency program um, or the assessment of, of, uh, of a man okay. and they're, and therefore his family. Um, we uh, call it the gates of leadership. Um, and uh, it's a, just a concept by which we we view and look at how a man leads himself, how he leads his family, how he leads followers, Uh, how he leads leaders and how he leads pioneering initiatives and the multiplication of discipleship groups. Um, And um, we've taken those concepts and a lot of our training and even kind of leadership pipeline, which would like include like a theological cohort um, that doesn't have to be for a church planter, but would be helpful way before a guy gets there. Things like things like this to see, you know, what their understanding is about themselves as a, uh, these men at least as a son of God and how they're walking in Christ, how they treat their bride um, and, and their family. Um, and then with every state it uh, goes on, it's like this could be just any, any Christian or any Christian man, especially if we're talking about a church planter, eventually any leader, any elder, any lead pastor. Um, uh, and then ultimately any, any, um, uh, any church planter. And so, then the assessments that come with that, um, uh, and the training uh, ends ends up. There's going to be a piece of that that everybody's going to get, but just where we may anchor with a person, both in affirmation and commendation, or you know, character development, other other skills that that we're just able to 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 dig into those, um, and uh, ultimately with those things. I mean, there's pieces of that that's metrics. Of what it means evangelistically and and build disciples multiplication of groups, but most of it is is character pieces and a healthy a healthy soul, a healthy marriage. None of them being perfect, um, but bro, we have seen over the years how important mm-hmm. it is um, the depth of character that's going to be in in a man that's making disciples just in general, but certainly people who are leading the way, maybe elders uh, and church planters. But um marriage, man, gosh, how, how very, very important it is um, that a, a husband would live with his wife in an understanding way, truly understanding her. Um, those pieces have become even more bedrock uh, as far as principles to us. I mean, they, they need good theological education. They, they, they need to understand the gospel and they need to be yeah. guys that can, can lead well. But we want to do everything we can to where a person's not leading, leading past their character.
0: Yeah, you know a lot of people use the five C's when they're thinking about someone's qualification. You know, that they've got they've got a calling that God's really made it clear that they're they're really responding to God's you know work in their life to go do something. That there's character that can support that work, which is what you just were talking about. That there's a, a level of competency. To be able to yep. do that work uh, with the skill, like the theological knowledge, the ability to make disciples, to share the gospel, all those things that are acquired. Yes. Um, and then there's this capacity thing, like the the ability to yep. actually bring this beyond my household to more, uh, right? And then the last yes. one we usually look at yes. is if there's some kind of chemistry with our. Our yes. tribe, if it's within a tribe, you know, there's a sense that we really do agree on the same things. We're not going to be divided over things that really are yeah. not necessarily that important. But I, I will say this, and you said it more and more, the most important thing is ca- always going to come back to character because we made yeah. mistakes in the early days of Soma of putting a lot of our confidence in their competency and their capacity. Yeah. But character will always undermine it all. If the character's not yeah, there, really? everything else is is done. So, yeah. and that's one of the reasons yeah. why for the five key elements, we say one of them is that we've got to have healthy leaders because if you don't have that, none of the rest of this ever happens. It eventually gets undermined completely.
1: We can't have that if we're not known, Yeah, if we're not in real gospel community with each other. And, I mean, I remember being a young leader and just, you know, everything's on, I mean, I'm on fire, just ready to roll and, and you can you can go rogue, you know you you think I, I know I was arrogant. Uh, I, I mean I, I thought that man I, I had I, I mean if uh, all these if these other guys at that time could plant uh, a, a fantastic church, man, I absolutely could too. Um, mm-hmm. but do do I, do I do we have the humility to submit ourselves in a church and before elders, maybe we're an elder, but if not, uh, before elders. Um, and taking the time again to, to be known, opening up our lives to where we're like, yes, here's my strengths, but I'm also, (laughs) I'm willing to go ahead and give to you, man. This is, I, I don't have these competencies or character wise. It's like, man, gosh, I've got these big areas of unbelief or I've got these other struggles. Um, man, please, you know, let's be courageous enough to trust the Lord with whatever years or decades we have and, and to present that, you know, to others because it's, it's not just about once we get out there and we're the leader, I mean, these days count too. And these, those, mm-hmm. these, those days of assessment of investment in um, are absolutely just fantastic platforms for us to, to, to stand upon as we press forward.
0: Yeah. That's so good. I, you know, I, I think back in my early days as well. And I, I mean, I had, not I think about my process, my assessment, it was lousy, honestly, it was so minimal. And the people who affirmed me didn't really know me that well, hadn't observed my life, hadn't watched my character, did not know my flaws. And, you know, God's kind and gracious and here I am today. But I think of all the things I could have avoided, the pain that I both experienced as well as created, if someone would have really known me enough to be able to say, Jeff, these are going to be fatal flaws for you. These are going to burn bridges for you. These are going to hurt relationships. These are going to hurt your wife, your kids. And I, I now look back and think, man, I, I didn't have what you're talking about. And I'm thankful I have it now, but I didn't have it. And many of us didn't who planted back in you know the late 90s, early 2000s. And, and so I, I just yeah. bring it up to say, if you're listening... Um, I just want to urge you, if you're thinking about planting, please put yourself in the place where people can observe you, see you, uh, discover what's still lacking, what's broken, what needs to be attended to. And here's, here's yes. David, you probably experienced this. The, the downside of most people who plant is one, they're already a little crazy and i mean yeah. that sincerely Like, you've got to have a little <laughs> crazy to go do this yep. but that crazy can yep. sometimes be literally crazy like there needs to be some stuff that needs to be addressed but then two the challenge of most at least my experience is many people who want to start new churches already have probably a you know we use a thing called the cultural index they're probably highly autonomous individuals like they could go do this even if nobody joins them and there's a danger in that yes. potential isolation um, in that they will be isolated in the work they do. And so the residency or the immersion into some kind of a church environment allows them to be with, to be seen. And I'll say, here's a third fallout, and, and I think you, you guys are addressing it, but if my goal is to get assessed and get a, a grade A on the assessment so I can move forward and plant my church, it's very yep. likely I'm not going to let you see the parts of me that are going to be the grade D and F because I I want to pass. Yep. And the problem is it's, it's the grade. grade D and F that needs to actually be discovered so that I actually pass the, for the long haul. And yeah. yep. me included, many of us said, like, I'm going to put my best front forward so that I impress you so that I can go plant this church and i i mean my yeah. urgency to the anyone listening church or potential new church planter um is you want to be discovered you have to be discovered because if those things don't get discovered they're going to be discovered later like paul said to timothy yeah. some of these things you know when he tells timothy to be careful about laying on hands too quickly say like, some things show themselves right away yeah some things don't show themselves till later on and yeah. Um what I love about what you guys are trying to do and I know you're getting better and better and better at this the more you do it mm-hmm. is to give Help enough yes please to give enough space and grace for the truth to come out not so we can reject a leader when we discover that they're flawed but so that we can develop them in the areas that need attention.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good word, bro.
0: So we've had experiences where we do this two year residency, and I've done that in the last couple of churches. And for us, the first year is almost like revealing who you are. Like, let's figure out who you are, the kind of character you have, and, and we are very intentional to make sure we discover all of that, so that the person can be with us in a safe place and go, "Hey, we're not done yet. We still have another year of work yep. to do. Now we know what we need to address. Now we need to what do we need to work on, and stay with us and You know, sadly, I've had some people just like scoot after that. Like, it's almost like when they were found out, they didn't realize that we were still absolutely devoted to them. And so they just took off because they wanted to get after planning their church instead of getting prepared. And I've had a few of those come back to me and say, hey, I just got up. I want to tell you, I'm sorry. I left because I didn't want to face that. And now I'm in counseling and we're getting after the very thing you guys found out. Sadly, I went ahead and planted my church without you, and then I hit a wall. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to deal with it anyway. And so I say that just to say, like, stay in the process. Like, the process is what's going to prepare you. And if it gets uncomfortable and you feel some maybe a little bit of shame over being discovered, man, the grace of the gospel is sufficient to be found. And to be healed, yes. and to be restored, and so, and if you're not a church who knows how to do that, create a gospel-centered, grace-based culture yeah. where people get yep. to show up. <laughs> that's good,
1: bro. So, mm. and
0: I know that's you guys have been growing in that a ton, and are still doing yeah. a lot of work to make sure that's the kind of culture you're creating. So,
1: yeah, we we definitely have a lot of work to do, but uh, Lord, <laughs> Lord is helping us, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, so what are some of the challenges? or even like areas of growth along the way that you'd go like, hey, I want to make sure we say this. Because like, sometimes like all we ever talk about are yeah. the success stories and like what went great. It's like oh, yes. nobody has like a success story that doesn't have lots of struggle, lots of shortcomings, yeah. even failures. So what have been some of those challenges or areas of growth along the way? And so so many.
1: Um, I mean, one is there's, there's nothing ideal about church planting. Um, and so mm. having patience, and being flexible and being a lifelong learner, both as the aspiring church planter and as uh, the leaders or the, the church that's trying to figure out next steps. Um, uh, and it just, it, it takes time. And, uh, but, but go ahead and jump jump in and, and begin praying, begin strategizing about things. Um, certainly another thing is ministry. Ministry sure would be simple, you know, if it didn't involve people. Um, but, that, but that people are a blessing, not a curse. That's, uh, I mean, that's, that's yes. said in a, in a uh, derogative way, a lot of times, but it, it's not. And so embracing the, uh, the messiness of ministry, um, cause God does misunderstanding others and being misunderstood has been a big part of it. Uh, having, having clear expectations, um, as, as much as you can, cause even those they're not they're not going to be met. So to give and to receive grace, I think in a lot of ways that when you're on these journeys together with the, the church and leaders that you are right now, or with, with, uh, with somebody that you're saying, let's, you know, maybe they need to plant a church someday is kind of giving each other the keys to say, man, I, I, I commit to you that if, if I got, if I got something that I need to say to you, I'm going to say it to you. Uh, and, and mm-hmm. please do the same thing for me. And, and if, if, if I'm misunderstood or you're misunderstood, then let's talk, let's talk it out. Um, and not trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, uh, talked about a little bit earlier, but I mean, figuring out what you're good and fruitful at and leveraging it mm. while then leveraging the wisdom of others that complement what you can. I mean, really, in a lot of ways, we, we've got ability abilities to kind of subcontract out and partner with others. I mean, like with you and saturate and, and, uh, I mean, we, we have with, you know, leaders collective and, and I mean, just a lot of different organizations, um, to, to say, you know what, y'all are, y'all are excellent at, uh, this one or two or three things that we're, we're not, how can we, how can we leverage that? But that's some of the things we've learned.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, Like what you just said requires humility. It requires a healthy self-assessment to say like, this is what we're good at. This is what we're not good at. And let's reach out. And that's what it's collaboration is is the result. One of the things that's necessary to get to collaboration is humility, a a healthy awareness of your own limitations and why you actually need others, why you need other churches, why you need other leaders. And that is a thing that I I would say from what I've seen with Summit Crossing over the years, it, it is one of the strengths of Summit Crossing, I mean, you've got this ability to say, like, we know what we're good at, but we also know where we are going to, where we're way beyond, we're ahead of our, uh, you know, over our skis, as we like to say on on the mountains, you know, it's like you're way over what you can pull off by yourself. So I love that humility in that. Hmm. So David, as we're coming to a close, if you could encourage a church that wants to see new churches started, and I'm going to ask you both about a church that wants to see new churches started, as well as the actual leaders who want to okay. s- maybe start a new church, but yeah. first, if you could encourage a church that wants to see new churches started, what would you want to say to them to encourage them? Absolutely, or exhort um, them could be either one. Yeah. Yes.
1: First of all, be devoted to disciple making to church planting, and if if you don't have a lot of fruit there or not a lot of strategies or energy to it, is just no man. God is so gracious there's no perfect church, no perfect leaders. You aren't, I'm not. Um, but, but still say, God, we are devoted. We're devoted to this. And, and don't, don't just cut and paste someone else's values and their strategies. Spend some time receiving the encouragement from the Lord of, of like the uniqueness of how God is, has, has made you the ethos, the the culture that God has developed, even though we all need to grow. But, but what is it that, that God has said, okay, uh, you, you guys, I've given you people that are the gifts, and they have they have gifts, and take the time to analyze that, and to say, well, okay, how can those things be leveraged for not just our internal congregation, but external for for kingdom kingdom purposes? Uh, next, I say seek the Lord, seek the Lord about what's you know what's what's fruitful around you um no you know become a become a cheerleader and a fan of the church that's in your city capital c mm. they don't have to have all the the same doctrines uh as you but just like when when Paul was was uh in jail and and some other guys were getting some airtime he's like I'm just I just praise the lord the gospel's going forth what would it what would it mean for mm. us to have that kind of an attitude but in that yeah. be very committed to your theology or philosophy or missiology your methodology and man, press, press forward. Um uh, also tell you, man, take the gospel seriously, but don't take yourself so seriously. Uh, that's something I know I've learned a lot and I've learned a lot of this from, from Paul Whaley, very serious about the Lord and, and gospel. But I mean, I, I took myself too seriously and just looked at everything as battle and war and, and, uh, um, and, and which is appropriate, but it's not everything. Uh, so enjoy the journey. And so make a plan and send people out, swing the bat, take a risk, man, go, go for it. There's going to be failures. If there's not failures, then we're probably not stretching. We're, our faith may be small and uh, it's, it's okay when there's, there's failures out there. There's grace upon grace for us. So man, you guys as yeah. a church, man, just dream and pray. You may need to fast for a few, for a few days and um just, Figure out what the next step is and take that step.
0: That's good, man. Yeah. Now, a particular like encouragement or exhortation to a leader who's really thinking, I might be called to do this. Yep. I maybe I'm supposed to start something new. I don't know. Or maybe yep. there's a team of leaders going like, we're gonna. We think we might be starting something new. Maybe it's a core group yep. or whatever. What would you want to exhort or encourage them in?
1: Man, I love men and women like you. Uh, my hat is mm-hmm. off to you. I salute you. I love entrepreneurs. I love pioneers. Uh, people that are willing to get after it. I would start by saying no and enjoy God, enjoy the Father, enjoy Jesus, enjoy the Holy Spirit. God's been teaching me, you know, after you know, twenty plus years of pastoring, that uh, it's it's very easy for me to focus a lot on the the doing, which the doing is very important, but the being piece of of truly um, glorifying God, enjoying Him forever, start now, mm-hmm. um, and so dig in with the Lord and, and spend time with one another. Just saying, what does it mean that we really that Jesus is our hero and we love Him because He first loved us? Mm-hmm. Secondly, I'd say if if you're if you have not already submitted to elders in a church, do so. Take time to pursue faithfulness in in a church where you're not the primary leader yet. Faithfulness and humility, we've, we've been talking about that. They deepen character and fortitude. And you need character and fortitude when pioneering a new church or or any kind of new disciple-making initiatives in this culture or transcultural and, you know, in your own city or, or across the globe. Um, experience in ministry is so incredibly helpful uh, before planning a church. Um, the reps that are there, uh, the, the responsibilities uh, that are there is is so helpful. Theological education is incredibly helpful. It's not everything, but theological education. But but if theological education is done outside of experience in a local church, submission to elders, you you'll set yourself back for for months or, or maybe even years. Prayerfully, I, you know, my hope would be for you that you would be commissioned and sent out from a healthy biblical church. Uh, lastly, I just say swing the bat. You know, get after it, take Mm. a risk, go for it. Mm. I already said it before, there's going to be failures. But man, there's Mm. grace upon
0: grace for us as we press forward for the glory of Jesus. David, that's so good. Thank you so much for your life as an example, for your faithfulness in committing to the very things you just encouraged us to commit ourselves to and for stewarding some of your energies by giving us this time. I really appreciate you sharing. It's going to be really helpful. My pleasure, bro. Yeah. It's always good to yeah. spend time with you, bro. I appreciate that. Can't wait to see you in a few weeks in person right. in Arkansas. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I can't All right, wait. Bro. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, you too. Hey, if you've been with us for a while, you may have heard me say this before, but... We love to serve uh, everyday people on mission and leaders who love to create disciple-making context for people who want to learn how to be disciples, who make disciples in the everyday stuff of life. So if you have been encouraged by these podcasts but aren't yet a member, a Saturate member who receives uh, lots of content, we want to serve you really well uh, at saturatetheworld.com. You can sign up as a subscriber and it's kind of like a monthly subscription Netflix except for it's better than Netflix because it's all about kingdom resources (laughs) and helping you become a disciple making disciples so love to call you to do that if you haven't done that yet also we'd love to invite you to be a partner with us Uh, we have saturate members but also saturate partners And a saturate partner someone who's committed to either pray regularly for us i'll give from my own phone uh, a regular uh, weekly or bi-weekly update of the work we're doing and how you can lift us up in prayer because we know none of this happens apart from prayer but also maybe some of you would be uh, interested in also financially supporting us. The work we do is completely uh, supported either through our members subscribing or through partners uh, funding. And so if that's something you're interested in, we'd love to invite you into that. You can also just go to saturatetheworld.com and there's a give tab if you want to support the work. Thanks again for being with us. We look forward to our next time together.